wish started recording earlier, but I'll just promptly start recording now because there's so many good stuff that already pop up and we haven't started. So. Welcome to In The Good Company podcast, Joe Longo. I had to, sorry, but I didn't tell you. I'm just going to start recording. <laughs> that's okay. That's a, that's just the way it is. I think that's the energy, right? It's just, we're, the stuff is flowing. So the let's just flow. Something is in the air, in the stars. We were just talking about it. Um, so I wish we recorded it, but we can definitely go back to it for a second. But before mm -hmm. that, I'm so excited to welcome to in the good funny, uh, in the good company podcast, Joe Longo. Joe, you are a multi-dimensional, multi-passionate, uh, person. And I just want everybody to hear it, stop it, don't judge it and open their mind because this is the future of us. This is how we should run our life. So Joe is a certified life coach from Luminia Coaching, but he's also an intuitive mindset uh, manifestation coach, a podcast host, a photographer, an artist, a conscious content creator, kundalini yoga, and meditation teacher. And yeah, I get those because thank you, Joe. First <laughs> of all, thank you for opening our mind to this idea that we really should pursue so many you know, avenues and do a lot of things that interest us in uh, our life. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's, you know, it's, it's when I really look at it, it's, this is 20 years, right? Of yeah. all of these things. And really realizing that I'm, I'm changing and evolving. We're all changing and evolving. And as I changed and evolved, it was like, I've, got this and got this. But when I left my corporate job 13 years ago, I was super scared, right? And didn't yeah. know what I was doing. And it was just, it was photography and yoga. Yeah. Not knowing what I was doing, but uh, through that and all of my practices over those 13 years, right? It morphed into everything that it is now, right? Where there was a time where it was just like, I was only taking pictures and that was the only income I had. And that yeah. passion became just like my corporate job that I ended up despising, right? So the same thing, right? I'd left the corporate world to be the photographer and then photography turned into the corporate world. So even though I was my boss, I'm still in that space of if I want to eat, I have to say yes to that photo shoot that I really don't want to do because that was my mindset, right? Yeah. I didn't think if I said no to what I didn't want to do, what I wanted to do would come to me, right? I was still in a scarcity mindset and learning how we go. But now, right, it's like, and I'm still learning and figuring things out. But now it's like, oh, right, because of life coaching, I can now photograph who I want. I can say no more freely. I can work on creative projects. And mm -hmm. then the thing that happens when we start doing it we start recognizing that I can have a podcast talking about what I love because if what I love is what I do, right, it all becomes mingled in together. And then really, it's like, I'm just living my life and I happen to do these things that generate income. Yeah. Yeah. And this is amazing. And, you know, I think this is where we are going, right? So this paradigm of like us being like utilizing all our talents or looking into all our passion, because I think before, like there was a lot of climbing things like that, right? Mm -hmm. 
the the corporate ladder or whatever it's it's kind of we we get the points going up and i think now we get the points going like horizontally and i bet that your that your uh, coaching not only uh, feeds financially your photography but in other ways right and vice versa and yoga opens your mind to different photography but also to different things in coaching and mm-hmm. uh, meditation let's not mention that right like it's right. amazing how this monthly it's all feed um each other and all these areas right Exactly. And I like we can look at it and be like, there's all of these things because they are all of the things that I do. And that's why when I was just Joe the photographer, my website was joelongophotography.com. Yeah. And I was like, uh, and my Instagram handle was Joe Longo Photography, because that's you know, it was a photographer. And in 2019, I think 2018, I don't remember exactly when it was, I was like, I gotta change the name because I'm more than just a photographer. And I didn't, I wasn't a certified coach yet. I wasn't these things, but I knew there was a change that was coming. And then I wanted to inspire people. So like, I'm going to be inspired, create manifest, and I'm going to put everything in there. Mm-hmm. So if you want photography from me, it's inspired, create manifest. If you want coaching, it's inspired, create manifest, right? If you want me to come speak at your business, it's inspired, create manifest. So mm-hmm. it's this thing, right? That is me that does all of the things that I really love to do. And I feel are, is why I'm here. So instead of being like, I'm only going to do this, it's like, I can do this and I can do this. And the really neat thing is the more I embrace it and actually say, making Instagram videos, pulling Oracle cards is part of my job. Mm-hmm. Recording my podcast is part of my job. Mm-hmm. And giving it that respect that it deserves and treating it like what it is it treats me mm-hmm. with respect, right? And I get coaching clients from the Oracle card reads. I get coaching clients. So everything is feeding mm-hmm. everything, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just giving me the freedom to say, this is what I want my days to look like mm-hmm. without being retired, right? Working, but feeling like it's, I can only imagine this is what retirement must feel like. I would feel bored. <laughs> what you love, like doing whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, right? Like doing what you want, living your life, freedom, right? Like having the freedom to actually say, I'm going to go for a walk in the woods today. Mm-hmm. And if I have to do work at eight o'clock tonight, because I went for a two hour walk in the woods during the day, so be it, right? Because I like what I do. But then, also this walk in the woods can inspire your photography, your uh, coaching. All of it. All of it. So is it really a walk in the woods or is it a part of your job? <laughs> right, right, exactly. And then it's like, then it's, we're just living our life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, a just a beautiful thing because it's not something that we're really taught anywhere, right? That you can actually create your life. What do you want? If someone asked me when I was 18, a senior in high school, which was 30 years ago, Joe, what do you want to do with your life? This didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you never know. And now that we have these well, wonderful, yeah. wonderful supercomputers in our pockets, right? We can do anything. And th- there's no middleman anymore, right? Like, 
I don't have to have someone trying to get me, right? I'm doing it. So if I'm doing it, I can have the podcast and there's no one going to tell me that I can't, right? I can say I do this kind of work and there's no one that can tell me that I can't. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So again, it's that freedom. But I think a lot of us have that worry of how am I going to make money? So we get afraid and we stop ourselves from actually stepping into even more abundance. Because mm -hmm. if we look at it, right, like you recently left your day yeah. job. At that job, I bet you there was a time that you either did or would max out at the amount of money that you would be able to make in that position, right? Like it happens yeah. like you hit your limit when you have a regular job. Right now, I don't have a limit. Mm -hmm. I might not make as much as Bob, right? But I might make 10 times more than Bob for doing less than Bob. And who you can Bob? Exactly. <laughs> right? So for Bob, you know, if you're listening and you're in that cubicle and you're typing away and doing your things, God bless you. But what else could you be doing? Mm. Yeah. There's a great... There's a great book uh, by Kyle Cease called The Illusion of Money. Everyone should read it. It's super. He's a comedian that is now a coach. Um, and it's it's a funny book because he's a comedian. And he just paints this beautiful picture of money. It's an illusion. And we hold ourselves back because of, right? What if I don't have health insurance? Okay, so you're going to give up your entire life just so you have health insurance? <laughs> Right. And that, but these are the excuses that we come up with. Right. Ooh, I need to have that weekly paycheck. Okay. How much money do you need to work, make a week? Mm -hmm. well, what can you do with your phone that I bet you you can make that much money in a week with a little bit of effort? Right. Not saying that all this is going to happen. But if we yeah. start, right, like you were exploring artificial intelligence, there's a lot that AI can do. And there's, you know, it could be the discussion of good, bad, right? Going to dis destroy humanity or how can we use this tool? And it's such a baby right now that people should, instead of saying, oh my God, it's going to destroy everything, should be saying, how can I use this supercomputer to help me, mm -hmm. right? Be open to it. And that's, I think, why I do all of the things because I was just like, I got to be open because I know I don't want to go back there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 100%. So what is the why, Joe? What is the, and I'm asking more of like coaching and Oracle cards readings you do uh, uh, weekly on your, on your Instagram and other channels. What is the why behind it? Because I feel like I always, it's always so interesting to know. So... <laughs> My, my why really is simply the inspire, create, manifest. I want to inspire you to create and manifest your best reality. Mm -hmm. I feel I'm here to show people that you can do it, to be mm -hmm. the cheerleader, and to also, and I don't want this to come out the wrong way, and for people listening, because I get messages about this all the time, I want to be an inspiration, right? That straight white men. Yeah can do this shit right oh my god you something i want to talk to you about it how right? does you, go without making it you know about gender yeah but it, it, it's like you know 
here I am, right? I was a college football player. I pull Oracle cards. I want to inspire people of all, right? Boys, girls, whatever you identify as to just be you. And as you go through life, you might be like, holy shit, I'm intuitive. And step into it, embrace it. Because mm -hmm. I know I've been intuitive my whole life. I know I also was like, okay, I know things, but I don't know things. And what does this mean? And who can I even turn to, right? Like there were really growing up in the 80s and 90s, there were no inspiring male figures that I can think yeah. of. Right. It was like, oh, right. Look at that guy. Like right now, like there's there's Rich Roll and John Kim and Mark Groves and countless men out there. Thank you all for being there. But there's still right us, us like the average Joe that's like, I don't know. I don't know what this means. And a part of my why is to help other men, all 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 varieties, just be like, oh, right. I can be kind. I can be loving. I can be strong. I can punch you in the nose if I need to, but I can still love the shit out of you and be a kind, compassionate person. Mm -hmm. And and that and really is 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 a is a big why. <laughs> yeah, that is an awesome why. And also, you know, for women who possibly want to do more like masculine or you know male dominated field you can be an expansion and inspiration tool. Like, you know, if this guy mm -hmm. can pull Oracle cards and have so much fun for it, uh, with it and be himself and be who he are, uh, who he is, uh, I can do, you know, other things, right? If I'm a woman and want to be, I don't know, what, what is the male dominated field? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> but really it's that, like anything, we can do anything. anything and yes. I, growing up, I remember saying to my parents, seriously, you named me Joe. Like, like it's on top of you that. Couldn't, you couldn't come up with a little more, right? And now I'm like, yeah. Like, and I can say, I was your average Joe. I still am your average Joe, but I'm living this life, right? That that I created. And yeah. the, the the thing is, like growing up being a football player. I really was in the American standard, the typical jock bro dude. I didn't do anything in school because I was creative and didn't know I was creative, right? It was just like, yeah. oh, Joe's right. He's too cool for school. No, y'all couldn't entertain me enough, right? Like I like I just wasn't, I couldn't. So I just yeah. sat in the back. I did my thing. But it was always Joe's dumb, right? Joe's not smart. Joe's should be in the remedial classes, like all of these things. So that was like the story that came with me. And I know there are a lot of guys out there that are brilliant, loving, empathetic, but might be an amazing athlete. And that beautiful side of them, they're not letting out. Same with the women, right? There's that beautiful masculine side of them, and they're not letting that out because they feel they're supposed to be this feminine right can't be a boss bitch <laughs> right exactly it's like i don't want to be the boss bitch i just want to be the boss right and yeah. it's finding that the the balance and i think a blessing right for me along this journey was the kundalini yoga practice mm -hmm. because kundalini is all about connecting to that divine feminine energy but also balancing the divine feminine and the divine masculine mm -hmm. and that practice allowed me right to move from the typical let's go out, let's get shit faced, drunk and pick up girls, right? To a kind, loving man. 
mm-hmm. but it was that practice that balanced, right? No one was like that Joe is wrong and this Joe is right. It was finding the balance within Joe, right? To tap into all of it. Mm-hmm. So I have this, uh, I'll, I'll say the word fluidness about me where I get messages from ladies, which is interesting. Thanks ladies that are like, oh, I'm so sorry. I have to ask, are you straight or gay? And I, I really, I want, what does it matter? Yeah. Right. And it's, it's this thing that I keep noticing. Like, why does it matter? What, like, because I pull Oracle cards or because I look this way, mm-hmm. where's the hiccup? in it and the hiccup, the hiccup joe is in people being used to feminine masculine and if in if they see somebody embracing both sides which is the future of us and i'm getting mm-hmm. right now pulling through all these gifts because those are gifts and talents to tap into masculine to tap into the feminine and become one right not to masculine not to feminine Mm-hmm. Then they don't know how to like they they have the, the people have to have a label right like right hey, so, what are you because I am like I haven't seen anybody like that who can be um all of that and can embrace all those sides and all those gifts and all those talents mm-hmm. yeah and it's it's like in the the image though right if we think about it it's just not the hemispheres of our brain right mm-hmm. for the, like the masculine engineers out there it's can we bring right that that the right side and the left side of our brain together that engineer brain and the creative brain the masculine and the feminine right can we bring them together to play well together and be balanced because then it's like ah we're actually firing with all of our cylinders everything's flowing not this is out and it takes work right i'm not saying i'm this perfect balanced man not at all right like it's the practice but catching ourselves really the mindfulness practice not just oh i'm being mindful i'm practicing mindfulness and i'm walking mindfully okay are you also catching yourself when you're being a dumbass because that's the mindfulness practice and then being kind when we do catch ourselves being a dumbass Mm -hmm. so can we be kind to ourselves and say you know what maybe i shouldn't have done that can i do it better but can I be kind to myself in recognizing that maybe I could have done it better? Mm-hmm. And it's a, again, it's the balance and the flow and just being like, we're in this new, welcome to the new world, my friends, right? Everybody talks about it. The new world's happening. It's here already. We just have to step into it. And it's what do you want to create your new world to look like, to be? Because it's mm-hmm. doable. Yeah. And this also idea pops up for me, like the disconnecting the sexuality from how you show up energetically. Those are completely two different things. You know what I mean? It's it's like a really uh, <clears throat> kind of judging uh, people by their mannerism or what they do and assigning sexuality to it. It's just so weird concept. It's starting to be such a uh, outdated concept. You know what I mean? It it really are two completely different things and they may not be connected. Right, right, exactly. Again, because when we actually come back to the wholeness and we haven't been whole, right? We've There's been this massive toxic masculinity and there's also been massive toxic femininity, right? Because there's yeah. balance everywhere, right? The toxic over here is the toxic over here. And can we all take a deep breath, right? And just chill 
out. I mean, <laughs> we're all doing the best we can, right? And like, instead of fighting against each other, I mean, like, yeah. fuck the men, fuck the women, right? They're like, no, I'm sorry for the F word. But can we actually just be like, hey, we're human. Yeah. And we're all just trying to figure out this game of life. Yep, 100%. Um, okay, just so as a lot of, of us maybe on this kind of urge of like, oh my God, you know, my job, current job or what I'm doing now doesn't fit me anymore. And and I want to do something else. I'm not sure what to do. Like, how was it for you? How was it, you know, and especially I'm I'm really fascinated, interesting in cases like yours, which is going from like 180, right? So from being in this corporate world and job and then going 180 to being a photographer and then moving forward, we are here. You are a coach, a Oracle card reader. How, what was the story there? What pushed you and how, so how- the the I I went to school for photography. I have a degree okay. in, in commercial art, and then after September 11th, I got laid off from my job. My girlfriend, then wife, now ex wife at the time, was like, "You need a job." So I started waiting tables and went back to school for computer programming and web design. And uh-huh. I didn't take another photograph for four years. Oh, so yeah. I put my camera down and squashed without realizing squashed creative Joe. Right. So wait, creative- did you? Did you go to the school because of fear? Like you were like, oh my God, I lost a job. I have to do something else. And then you choose this de- uh, design or? Well, I, um, along with the balance, right? I love technology. I love that side of my brain. Yeah. I love figuring out like problems. And once I, re- like it, it just came very natural to me. Got once it. the computer popped on the scene, not like I was taking them apart or joining, like playing video games, but I just connect it with, the technology and how it worked. It wasn't hard for me. Mm-hmm. And in that, when I got laid off, someone was like, you're good with computers. Why don't you go do something with those? And it was the early, it was 2002. Like it was, I'm old. Um, so I went to school and I got a certificate, not even a degree. It was like a six month program. And it was just a certificate for computer programming and web design. Mm-hmm. And I did that. And I'm like, well, here's some creativity. I'll make web pages and do all that. And my first job was in support. So I was on a help desk for a hospital system. Mm-hmm. So I talked to doctors and nurses for eight hours a day. They were really angry because their computer systems weren't working. Oh. Right? So it was, and I, it was just like, everything was happening. The world was changing. And I went from this world to waiting tables, to bartending, to then being working on a help desk and literally had like being in a cubicle help desk. Everybody is angry. And then I just was continued to be in the right place at the right time. And I never had a problem with opening up my mouth. So I heard there was an opportunity available to go to Passaic, New Jersey to manage the, the, I think they called it the war room, like not a room that you want to be in, but we were taking over the technology of the hospital and I heard them. They were like, nobody's going to want to go to Passaic, New Jersey. No offense, Passaic, New Jersey, (laughs) but you know, there's really not much there, but I was working. My schedule was the weekends. I worked the weekends. I was off on Monday and Tuesday and I heard them and I walked in to the office of the managers and I was like, I just heard you talking. I'll go if I don't have to work the weekends ever again. 
And they were like, really? I'm like, when I come back from Passaic after the six months, I never work the weekends again. And they said, sure. Okay. So I went, had a great time, kicked ass. And then I came back and became a team lead and then became a manager and then left there and became a manager of a help desk and then left there and was supposed to be the help desk manager at this university. And within two weeks, there was a reorganization and I was the IT director. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting at the desk being like, well, how did this happen? Cause I'm a photographer. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, it was just like everything, the universe, my spirit team has been with me forever. Right. And it was just like, things were just lining up. So now here I am, I'm the IT director and I'm making real money. And I'm like, this is neat. I've gotten divorced. I'm single. Things are going good. And uh, an old boss called and said, Hey, I got a, a job for you at this small software company. It's going to be awesome. I'm like, okay. And he was an old boss. I worked for him before. Like we got along great. I'm like, this will be great. And I'm going to make more money than I ever made in my life. Right. So that's, I went right, right to the money. And in that time, like throughout that story, I, end, I got divorced. I started taking pictures again and started really enjoying photography again but not like in a way that I was, it was a job. Yeah. So I leave the university, which was super easy, really chill, good money, right? Not as much, but good enough money. And I go to the small software company and it's horrible. It's the worst experience. My boss is there, but he's not my boss. And I report to the C. I don't even know. He was horrible. I can't even remember his name. I wish I remember his name. What does it even mean? Like <laughs> he was so he was horrible. The worst. The worst. Um, he's and I could, listening, or he's listening, so he knows that. <laughs> I know. I wish I knew his name. It was like if you are listening, you are the worst boss ever. <laughs> um, and I just I I was there for two months. I enrolled in my Kundalini teacher training because I was making enough money that I was like, Oh, I can do this. So I did that and started doing that. And then two months into the job, two months into the teacher training, everything was changing. And I'm like, in the yoga training, I feel amazing. And then I go to work on a Monday and I want to die. Like I just, it's horrible. It's horrible. So I take a vacation after two months, it was so bad. I needed a vacation. And on my ride home from Vermont, my boss called to yell at me because I didn't get back to enough emails. And without thinking, I just said, I quit. I'm done. I'm never coming back. And he said, we'll talk about it tomorrow. And I said, we will not talk about it tomorrow because I quit. Everything that's at my desk, throw away. I don't want. And I'll put my laptop in a box and ship it back. I'm done. And I hung up. And I squeezed onto the steering wheel for the next six hours in my car. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell did I just do? What am I going to do? So I, I went to school for photography. I'm being taught how to teach yoga, but I've never taught it. So I guess I'll be a yoga teacher and be the photographer that I should be. And it just kind of started and I started taking things were happening, right? Things were lining up. I started meeting people. I met Jennifer Pasteloff, who's an amazing author, human. She was a yoga teacher at the time. She still kind of plays in the yoga world. And I photographed her 
And in photographing her, she like threw me out into the world and was like, this is my friend, Joe Longo, you should work with him. And it like created this opportunity for me who was living in Philadelphia to go all the way across to sunny California and photograph yogis in California. Because Jen, who lived in California and who just happened to be in Philly, right? It was like the universe and was just like, oh my goodness. So now it's like, that was happening, but I didn't know how to run a business. So I was giving shit away. And it's just like, oh yeah, I'll help you out. My dad also had a business growing up and he gave shit away. So I saw him give everything away and not yeah. make any money. And I was doing the same thing and doing it. And it was great and it was fun, but I was poor and struggling, but nobody knew I was poor and struggling, like people close to me, right? But yeah. people in right social world thought I was living the best life ever because I'm in Los Angeles, I'm in Hawaii, this is great. But not really when you're not managing the business the right way, you know? So there was like, it looks great, I'm struggling and just kind of going. And then that created the dislike for photography, mm -hmm. right? Because now I'm like, Oh man, everybody thinks I'm doing awesome. I'm not. And I don't want to be photographing what I'm photographing. So that was like the, the, the gist of that, like me leaving. Yeah. To then, Oh God, what am I doing? <laughs> and uh, what happened? What, what happened with this? Cause then the photography, photography became something like the corporate was right. Like it didn't feel well anymore. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so as that was happening, right some friends had a yoga studio that they thought they would make it a collective. And in making it a collective, they said, do you want to have a photo studio in our studio? So when there aren't yoga classes, because a photography studio is just big, an empty room, just like a yoga studio. They're like, do you want to use the studio when we're not using the studio and you can have a place to shoot it? I'm like, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to do a Kickstarter and sell three months worth of photos. Right? So, that way I knew I had three months yes. trying to get better at business. Like I'm going to do this. I'm also going to schedule out. I'm going to get my community involved. that seems to love me. And in that process, a business coach reached out and said, I want to give you a month of business coaching. And I'm like, I will take it hundred percent. So we hit the goal for, for the studio, three months of photography, this was in 2019. Mm -hmm. So business coach, Kickstarter's happening. Business coach, we have our first session. In the session, about five minutes in, he says, you're a coach. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Joe, you're a coach. You've been teaching Kundalini manifestation workshops forever. And every time you photograph someone, you're coaching them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I might be. I think I might be a coach. And then I swear to God, the next day, my friend sent me John Kim's podcast and said, you should check out the angry therapist. The next day, somebody else sent me Mark Groves podcast. And I was like, you should check out Mark Groves. And I'm like, who are these two dudes? And wow, did they just show up right at the yeah. right time? Because here are two. And again, I don't want this. But if, again, here are two straight men that are doing this work. And I'm like, Two role models, right? Two people that I can listen to and look to, and it's actually relatable, right? Because it's yeah. not, because really then it's just, there's just ladies talking about this stuff. And I get, again, oh, like, yeah. I don't want this taking any kind of way yeah. or 
gay individuals or queer or whatever. Like again, nothing wrong, no judgment. But there was, and I know this is be like, oh, there's no straight white men out there doing this. Woe is me, Joe. And I'm not saying that either. The point is, it was really interesting that a reflection of myself showed up, showing me that this could happen. It's kind of like showing your brain that it's possible. It's kind of like, you know, this first person who wrote 100 meters without certain, I don't know, what was it, right? Mm -hmm. Other people can see it and other people started running it because that's how our brain works, right? Like we, when we see that can happen, it allows ourselves to make it happen. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to sign up for coaching. I'm going to be a, co- I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a coach. So as all of this, right, we hit the, the Kickstarter goal. We get the three months of sessions. We start shooting. I'm like, I don't want to do this at all because now I'm in my coach program, right? I'm learning about coaching. I'm doing all this stuff and I have three months worth of photo shoots that I know I have to do. Yeah. I'm like, what, what am I going to do at the end of the three months? Like what's going to happen? the world explodes, the apocalypse happens. So I do the Kickstarter, reach the goal, do the three months of photo shoots that I booked out. And that's it. The apocalypse happens. Everything closes down. I don't have to photograph anybody anymore. I did all of the, all of the goal, right? Everybody got their stuff. And then, cause literally like everything finished, those three months finished. And then 2020 start rolling and I'm like I don't know if I really want to be here if I want to do this and then I was like we're shut down I can't mm-hmm. and the day Philadelphia went into lockdown the next day was my Lumia coaching graduation mm. so literally I went from not being able to photograph anybody and I didn't want to and the universe said here you go to now I am a certified coach literally the day that Philadelphia says you can't play outside anymore. Isn't it amazing? The support we get, we sometimes don't notice, no, are not aware of or see it as a, you know, because somebody in your position could be like, oh, everything is closing. I can't photograph, could focus on something else mm-hmm. or other part of that story right, on that moment versus being like, okay, that happened. But thank God I have a coaching and I can start pushing and working in that. And that gives me, joy pleasure and it completely fits fits in my values etc etc and it was the just this moment how it aligns right right and then the just starting before i knew i was ready mm-hmm. i knew i was ready right but when we all have imposter syndrome we was like here we go i don't know what i'm gonna do but i'm gonna go live tomorrow and i don't know what i'm gonna do when i go live and that was my first live Oracle read. First Oracle read I did for anybody ever. Just went live and, and started pulling Oracle cards. And there, it, I, I think people like this. I think this is helping. So then I was like, I'm going to do this every day. I'm going to do it every day until the pandemic is over. I didn't think it would last as long as it did. <laughs> but I'm still doing it, right? I'm still going live three days a week. And that's from that. That's when it started. 
So like some people, right? Cause a lot, there's been a lot of Instagram growth in the last six, seven months. And people are like, you just popped up. Where have you come from? Like, what, what? Like, I've been here for three years. I've been doing this every single day for three years. So yeah. it's not, there's no overnight anything, right? Like the Instagram community that I have, they didn't, they just showed up, but I've been here for three and a half years, three years longer, right? Doing all of the things and consistency. So again, for all of your listeners, if you're like, I shouldn't, I don't know what I'm doing. If you feel that little, I should start, just start little baby steps, but be consistent with it. Because also that first Oracle card read, it was the first day of lockdown. So people were home and online. So there was a, a bunch of people, right? Yeah. That were on, but it went from a bunch of people to then there'd be like, oh, there's only eight people here today. Oh, there's only, there's only one person here today. Right. And it was like, but I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep showing up. Even if I don't know what I'm doing, I'm showing up. And the more I show up, the more everything is going to flow. Like the Archangel Michael readings. It's like I got the information. Like it came to me. I'm paying attention to the signs and like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I really don't know what I'm doing, but I know I know what I'm doing, if that makes sense. That makes complete sense. So here is the recipe I see. Nobody is recommending to anybody quitting job while driving. No, don't quit your job right now. <laughs> day from day, have a little plan. But in the meantime, follow your intuition, follow the sign, trust, choose yourself, choose your joy, choose your uh, things you love, choose the things you're in interested in mm. uh, and pursue them, right? Pursue them. Uh, even and it's going to be hard, right? It, it's going to be hard, but pursue them. If you are in that job and you hate the job, right? You hate the job that you were in and you have this little feeling like, oh, I really want to do this. I want to be the photographer. I want to be the coach. Then start being that while you still have the job and let the job be the investor in whatever it is that you're doing, what you're learning, what you're growing. So then you have the safety of still being able to pay your bills. Yes. That's yeah. very important because it makes it harder. And then if you we quit too soon, there were so many times I wanted to quit doing what I do because I'm like, I, I'm broke. I'm eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. This sucks. I have freedom. Cool. But I don't have any money to do anything with some freedom. Right. But a lot of us will quit our job and then try to do it. And we don't have enough savings. We don't have enough anything to do it. Yeah. So baby steps, right? Give yourself that. I'm going to quit my job in six months after, right? I start doing this after I have two clients at night after like whatever goal you need to set for yourself, do that. But look at your current job as instead of your job, it's now your investor in the future that you're creating. And that's going to start creating a little more lightness with your job instead of like, I freaking hate this job. Oh man, I hate this job. My boss sucks. Right. Okay. Sure. They're your investor. Look at them like they're your investor. And it'll, it's going to start changing your feelings. That's going to help everything that you want to create start happening. Mm -hmm. 100%. Oracle cards. Yes. I had this epiphany about Oracle cards reading online lately. And I think it's genius. But I want to hear 
you like how does it work so you do it um i believe like uh, on wednesdays right or do you do oh no wednesday friday and sunday 8 a.m 8 a.m eastern yep. standard time yeah it's because i always uh, kind of tap in on wednesday i think that's my day mm -hmm. so how does it work you pop in and you pull the card and like how does it because a lot of people may think oh that's a scam or whatever and i think i crack the code why it's not but i want to like how does it work that it it's a reading for many people who can tune in, who tune so in. I, I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is know. that if know. everything is, I can't wait to hear what, what you, what you've come up with, but really it's channeled, right? And it's, it's like a coming out of a closet saying, I am channeling these messages that come through when I sit down and I go live and I put, pull my cards up right in my hand and I start shuffling, I'm opening up my channels to my spirit guides to come through. So as we pull, right, this card of willow spirit, flexibility, right? And it's just, what does flexibility mean? What's flexibility mean to you? And right now I can just start rolling on flexibility. And can we be more flexible? Can we open up our heart and actually say, hey, I need to be able to bend a little bit like the trees and just be flexible and life becomes easier. And that's mm -hmm. it. I don't know where that came from. It mm -hmm. just came, right? It's just there. It's in me. It came through me. It's just this in doing it every day for three years, there's just this knowing that when I pull a card, the words are going to come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. I'm just writing more flexibility to fix about it later. <laughs> um, but please now tell me your, your, your realization. And actually it came to me when I was do, uh, watching your Wednesday um, morning poll. So here's the thing, you know, there's 8 billion people of, uh, uh, on, on the planet. We all have different fingerprints and we are all super different, but we do go through life with the same experiences. So just like you had this moment in life, and I'm getting chills right now, that you were fed up with your job and you want to change, like, and I am in this moment that I'm a woman, certain age, a mother, and I'm looking for new and I'm starting new. I'm not the only one. There's mm -hmm. hundreds, if not hundreds, thousands, if not millions of people going through this experience, having those feelings, having those same thoughts. And I'm getting so many chills right now that it's crazy. But, and then there's this moment that, you know, from this millions of people that are on the internet, there is a moment in life, just like sometimes you cross path physically with somebody in the uh, physical world on the street. From this 8 billion people, I'm crossing the digital line with you. And this message meets me. So I always stop and I want to hear what you want to tell me because this may be something. And honestly, every time I stop and I listen, it's like, shit that's true that's a good point that's something i should think about because this is a message for me uh, like i i feel like it's for me because i stopped i listened to it and there is something in this experience and i see like i don't know 80 100 hundreds of people are you know in the same oracle reading with me mm -hmm. because we it resonated with us because you tapped in the experience we are in or this card this message tapped in the experience because we all have, you know, we are different, but we all, we go through the same things, you know, mm -hmm. that's why the group Oracle cards uh, work and are, are valuable and valid because again, we, 
we have the same issues in life. We have the same problems. We are looking for the same things. It's always love, acceptance, trust, safety, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And those messages, when you cross somebody, I stop because from all these people in the world, I could, you know, you can say algorithm serve me, uh, you are, but I could scroll, I could scroll right. and like, mm -hmm. I'm going to stop and have a, you know, listen to what you have to say. So I think there is something uh, very interesting about it. And, and I always stop. <laughs> Like when I see you have your, and I was like, I want to see, I want to hear. And it, and literally it's always something that points me, that gives me like, oh shoot, I haven't think about it. Or that's a good point that builds me up or gives me confidence or, mm -hmm. or, or, you know, additional boost of energy or, or idea. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it really, what you're describing is it's just a collective consciousness. Yes. That's right? And we're, we're that's all there. And we're tapping into it. And I, I truly believe that, that we have these soul tribes, right? Yeah. We've lost the tribal life in our form, right? Back in the day, we were tribal. Like we're literally meant to like hang out with a hundred people and that's it. And a hundred of us are supposed to take care of each other. And that left. But I do feel that there's like energetic soul tribes. Mm -hmm. And when you feel it like you feel it when you run into somebody you're like i i know you for lifetimes yeah. you just start like and i think in this beautiful space again with the technology that we have to do these things that in being putting ourselves out there in our most authentic way we are magnets we're going to attract back the same right i'm going to attract back the people that are like me that resonate with me and the more authentic I am, which is super scary, yeah. the more people show up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow, I was just really real right there. Yep. Uh, that scared me. And there's more people here than ever before. Right. And it's like, it's like as I embrace it more and say the things and tap in and can sit here and say, Archangel Michael is my like guy. He's here. He's right here behind me. He's always with me. He's protecting me. And he helps me, you know, with the Oracle cards, just like my higher dimensional octopus friend, Bob, he's given me the information right from the depths of, of all of it. And the more I can say it and actually like, yeah, that's me. Like you're either going to think I'm batshit crazy or you're going to get, yeah, I totally needed to hear that. And if I can step out of the way and stop caring about the people that might say Joe's batshit crazy and just own it, like, whatever, maybe I am batshit crazy, but I will would much rather be this than not. Mm -hmm. And that authenticity is going to attract the same people out there. So everyone that's listening, thanks. All right. Thanks for coming to watch the lives and, and for connecting. And that's the thing. There are times that, you know, I know, like I've listened to podcasts and then all of a sudden it's just like, I don't, I don't listen anymore. Not that I don't like the podcast. It's just like everything, right? There's this, this I learned what I needed to learn from that person. And then somebody else pops in. I'm like, oh, I notice I'm listening to this. More. Right. And it's, it's, I would expect that the same with me, right. With the people that come to the live, right. There are people that came. And then they don't come anymore and it's okay. Right. They got what they needed. And hopefully 
whatever it was, up-leveled them, and they don't need me anymore, right? They've advanced to the next teacher, guide, whoever that's going to get them to their next level, mm -hmm. and they're going to outgrow, not in a bad way, outgrow, right? But they're going to outgrow that as well because we should, right? Our goal should be to keep expanding, to keep growing. Mm -hmm. So I love everybody to be here, but I also want you to grow and expand past where I am. Mm -hmm. Um I, I think this may have been, maybe I think Jesus said this and I don't know if I'm saying it the right way, but like the whole idea, like everything I can do, you can do that much stronger. Every teacher should want their students to be 10 times, 20 times better than me, right? Every time, everyone I'm coaching, I want them to be a better coach than me, right? If I'm working with a coach, if I'm working with someone that's connecting to their intuition, I want them to be more intuitive than me. My goal is to make everybody that I work with better than I am, mm -hmm. right? So then whoever they do, whatever they do is going to be better than them. Not in a, this is better than that, that kind of thing. But, you know, like they take what I give and amplify it and they amplify it to keep amplifying it, to keep amplifying it to the next, to the next, to the next. So we're all lifting each other up. Yeah. Yeah. That is such an awesome point of view and I you know personally I I just uh, kind of open up myself to it uh, several weeks ago because even in my healing practice that I'm doing now you know my goal was and I read and I wrote it down and I was like I want to have like five to six stable clients a month and then it hit me several uh, weeks ago and I was like no I don't, I want every of my client to be my client once and go feel better and go and don't come back as long as possible because that means that I'm getting chills now. That means that I channel this because it's not my, I'm not doing anything. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, channeling the energy, the prana for them or, and we are doing it together and it's really do, their body doing it. So mm -hmm. I don't want them to come back. I don't want to be like Western doctor. Here is the pill. It right. will relieve the headache, but you are going to have a diarrhea. So come back for diarrhea. <laughs> I don't want to be that. You know, I, I want to be like, hey, this we did this healing together. Your body did my amazing work. You are actually can do it yourself. I can show you things you can do. Don't come back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I want somebody new. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, a long time ago, um, the old uh, American TV show, um, the Bob Newhart show. And there's yeah. this little skit where he's a, a, a psychiatrist and a woman comes in and she starts telling him his, his problem, her problems. And his response throughout the whole skit is stop it, stop it, stop it. Right. And like, that's it. Just stop it. Right. If you don't like what's happening, stop it. And it could be so simple. Like all of this can be so simple. We don't have to make it hard. Can we yeah. just like literally be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure it out. I might not know what exactly is happening, but I'm going to go with it. And I'm going to discover and learn and grow and bloom and evolve. And who knows where we'll end up. Yeah. But be open to the discovery. Um, and in the, like the, the, uh, along the lines of manifesting in that being open, or if someone says, I know I, I, I have this job and I don't want to be there anymore, but I don't know what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I want to do. I can't like all of that talk, start changing the talk to be, I'm open to figuring out where I'm going. 
I'm open to exploring this journey, this path. I'm open to going to take classes to find the things that I'm interested in. I'm open to painting, to drawing, to whatever, right? But instead of being like, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not interested in anything. So I just change the dialogue. That's going to change the way our supercomputer starts seeing the world around us. And then we're actually going to be open to figuring out what it is. But we have to make the openness. But our society is so accustomed to, I don't know. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew that that's just it. That's the norm. And we're just like, yeah, I don't know. Okay. And then take a moment. You deserve it. And start figuring that shit out. <laughs> like just literally i'm gonna be open i'm gonna explore yeah where um where focus go where energy goes that grows so yeah to what you're saying when you say i want to be open you're just going to be more open if you said i don't know the only thing that comes back will be don't know mm -hmm. right and not picking on anybody, but I'm sure we all have that person in our life and they're exactly where they were and have been. And they always have the same story. Well, I just don't know. I just don't know. Right. But I just don't know. Okay. You're going to be right there. And I just don't know. Mm -hmm. have yep. fun. Again, have fun. This has been coming up a lot. Can we start just trying to explore things like a child with the innocence of, I don't have to be perfect at it. I'm just exploring it. I'm having fun with it, right? Color outside the lines. Yeah, 100%. Manifestation, we just touched on manifestation and I know I want to be conscious of your time and because um, uh, we are in the conversation. Also, I have a couple more questions, but we are on manifestation. Mm -hmm. and obviously, shiny big word right now. I love it. Um, I think it should be a shining, uh, uh, bright, uh, uh, and and uh, you know uh, uh, something that everybody's talking about because that's the idea of which we are not taught in school anywhere else that we can create things. We can really shift things in our mind, how we perceive things, how we uh, do things, and we can work on ourselves, and you know we can really make our uh, uh, lives what we want them to be. But what are some biggest uh, myths or mistakes or like how people perceive wrong manifestation you see maybe among your clients or overall, like what is popping up around manifestation lately that you think we may be getting wrong or? Our language. <laughs> like that example, right? Of the, the I can't, I don't know. It's how we speak. So depending on your, you know, religious beliefs, I'm going to use Santa Claus, though, in the place of God, because I think everybody heard this story. Santa's always listening. Santa's always watching. Santa knows if you're being bad or good, right? We've all heard that story. Yeah. Some traditions say it's God is always watching. God always knows you're going to be judged. Well, guess what? Our subconscious is always listening, doesn't know what's real or make believe, and will believe everything that you tell it because it's always listening mm -hmm. now even though you don't think anything of saying i can't go to the beach because i don't have any money i can't buy that because i don't have any money i can't do this because i can't afford it your subconscious is listening to that and you're telling your subconscious that you can't afford anything mm -hmm. all you're then going to see is that you can't afford anything in ways of you'll say i can't go to the beach you come home, 
your gas bill is there. You're like, see, gas bill. Of course, I can't go to the beach. Yeah. Your gas bill was going to be there anyway. But because you said I can't go to the beach, there's going to be something else on the other end to prove that statement because that's what our brain does, right? It has to bring it into reality, what we tell it, but we're not paying attention to what we tell it. And then when people like me say, just change the way you speak and you will start changing your life, we're like, whatever, I'm just supposed to, yeah, you're just supposed to start with changing the way that you speak and then actually moving into the space of the wish fulfilled, being it. What would it feel like to be that, right? You want the new job? What would it feel like to have the new job? What would the new responsibilities feel like with the new job? And actually give yourself time to feel, right? Daydream about it. And again, little practices. Oh, I just have to daydream. Not just, but if you start daydreaming about what it would feel like to have the job, to have the car, the house, the partner, the money, whatever it is, we're now telling our brain, not that we can't afford it, but we can afford it because our brain doesn't know what's real or make believe. So the thing is we continually focus on, I don't want this and I don't want that. And I don't want this and I don't want that. And I don't want them, but we're never saying, I want that. I want that. Mm-hmm. Or when asked, what do you want? The most common answer is, I don't know what I want. I want money. I want happiness. I want joy. Cool. Don't we all? What else? Right. And it's like, we're not even giving ourselves permission to start saying, I want a house in the middle of the woods surrounded by trees. I want this kind of car. I want this kind of partner that loves me, that is kind, that is abundant, that is free, that is available. We don't say that. We say, I don't want someone that does this. I don't want someone that does that. I don't want somebody that does that. Then our brain is only going to see those things because that's what we told it. Mm-hmm. And this it's a, the reprogramming because neuroplasticity, right? We've been told these things our whole life. So when we start to try to make change, it's going to be uncomfortable because we have 40 plus years of life behind us doing it another way. So now it's the process of actually making the new neural pathways within our brain to start believing the story that might not be true, just like all of the other stories that you've been telling yourself, right? But we've been telling ourselves the story so long that we believe them to be true, even though they're just as made up as a good story. Mm -hmm. So it's, again, just really being mindful of how am I speaking? What am I saying? am I speaking my reality into existence? Mm -hmm. And it's just, again, thinking, being kind to yourself along the way. We're going to mess up. We're going to be humans, right? So when you catch yourself, like, okay, I caught myself. Now I know that that event made me say, oh, I can't, blah, 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 blah. And little baby steps learning along the way. And then eventually you're in a place where you're like, well, shit, look at my life I created. Look at what I did. It may have taken five years, right? I've been trying to manifest the house in the middle of the woods probably for 20 years. I just moved in two weeks ago. Not Mm -hmm. two weeks, two months, you know? So it's like in that, I needed to keep doing the work. I needed to keep learning. I needed to get out of my own way and stop, stop holding on to my limitations, right? Stop 
holding on to all of the lack beliefs that I've been holding on to. Stop defending them and start being open, right? Because people will be like, no, you don't understand. You don't understand what it's like to be in this situation. Yeah. Right. You're now literally defending your limitation. You're holding on to it. Like, this is why I don't have what I want. Okay. Then let that shit go. Mm -hmm. Right. But also what pops up for me is like investigating where did it came from? You know, like, for example, I always went from like having a lot of money and being just generous and blah, 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 let's live a large life to like scarcity. Oh my God, do we have enough? Whatever. And then I started becoming aware of it, but then I asked, where did it came from? And you know where it came from? My father was like, let's live large. We have always so much money. My mother was like, oh my God, communism in Poland. We don't have money. There <laughs> probably won't be any meat in the store tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I was just, and I was like, this is not even mine. I don't want it because it's not mine. I saw it, you know, mm-hmm. to your point. I was taught that. I was told that and my little brain sunk it in and I was mm-hmm. like, it's not even mine. I don't want to live in this limbos. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> my own. Same, you know, same with me. And one of my coaches said to me, how long are you going to keep saying you have money blocks? I was like, well, I have money blocks. And she was like, of course, because you're ah! saying you have them. So then it was like the exploration. Well, where did this come from? Right. And again, looking back at my father's screen printing business and him giving, right. Like someone from the church would call me like, Oh, Louie, I don't have enough, you know, for that price, but I can give you this. Okay. And it was always like, he was being a nice guy, but nice guys don't get paid. I'm sorry. You know, like by helping people all of the time, you're going to hurt yourself. And that, but I saw that. So in my photography, when someone would call and be like, I'm a new yoga teacher and I really love your photos. And, you know, maybe we'll just do an hour shoot instead of a two hour shoot. But an hour shoot, I'm still going to kick ass. And those photos are still going to be worth what they're worth. But for me, right, I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to help this person. Right. Didn't that- help me. eat. Oh, yeah. It didn't help me pay my bills. It didn't help me be abundant. Right. Mm-hmm. But it was that that I saw. And it wasn't like my dad, right. was like, Oh, wait till I do this to my kids. Right. He was just uh-huh. living his life. Me being a little kid, right. Saw it. But then it was the work of that coach saying, how long are you going to keep doing it? How long are you going to keep holding on to that story? Mm-hmm. And then and that night- other people like Rich Roll that had a different model for you, right. That you can mm-hmm. do thing and you can be successful and you can have a podcast and be successful and be a man in this field and be you know use or right. masculine and that's you know it was, was part of the change for me like yeah. i don't even remember when the book think and grow rich came into my life but when i first started listening to it years ago and napoleon hill talked about masterminds and virtual imagination masterminds i started like visualizing myself being in virtual manifestation masterminds with people like rich roll with people like david goggins right with those people me like okay what would i ask these people what are they saying you know and then seeing like right these are successful people doing it happy kind giving back and abundant 
You don't have to give your shit away. Right. But I had to like all of it. Right. To manifest yeah. it because here's the big, the big thing that's really hard. We don't manifest what we want. We manifest what we are. Mm -hmm. And again, being in the space of, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't, I can't, I don't. We're in the space of scarcity, which is just going to bring more scarcity. Mm -hmm. But if we can start embodying, right, what would it feel like to have the job, to have the house? What would it feel like, right? Imagine yourself walking down the street. You have the job. You have the car. You have the partner. You have all of it. What would life feel like? Your brain doesn't know what's real or make believe. So feel it. Drop into it. Feel the joy of like, wow, I don't have to worry about buying groceries. What would that feel like? Mm -hmm. right? Start small. Because again, that Joe that was the photographer, he was buying a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. The idea of going to the grocery store and buying a week's worth of groceries was something that I needed to actually, what would that feel like? Because I'm not doing that shit. And the more I imagined it and stepped into it, the more it started happening. Mm -hmm. And it could sound crazy, like, really, Joe? Yeah, really, like, at a point in my life, it was it. Like, I'm going to get a frozen pizza and a loaf of bread and some peanut butter and jelly. And the frozen pizza is the treat, you know, like, yeah, but th that was the mindset. Once mm -hmm. I started changing and like, oh, no, this is it. I'm doing this. If I buy a week's worth of groceries, I'm going to get that back in so much because now I realize I'm worth it. I'm worthy of spending the money on the groceries because if I'm fed and I'm healthy, I can serve more. I can do more. And mm -hmm. in doing that, owning my worth, what happens? Everything that I want comes to me. Mm -hmm. But it's not. I, I don't want the people that are listening like, oh, I'm just going to close my eyes and do this. We have to do the work. You know, we have to like I was going out and photographing. I'm putting out events. I'm doing the things. I'm coaching. I'm hosting groups. I'm but there's some podcasts. action with it. There is additional right. action. It's not like you're sitting and daydreaming and things come to you. Right. I would. I just sit here. Like, hmm. Action uh, in that direction of you want right like it's right. not like you're just sitting there dreaming yeah but the daydreaming the visualizing is going to teach our brain to see the shit that we need to see right the synchronicities we bump into the right people that knows the right person that can get you that connect for whatever it might be and it that is what the visualization and the daydreaming does for us it's the actual putting ourselves in the place for the synchronicities to occur, right? We got to get out and do the work, right? I can't just expect people to show up for coaching if I never say, hey, if you want to coach with me, you should hit the link in my profile, right? Like no one will show up. Same if you're single and you want to be in a relationship. I'm sorry. There's yeah. a small chance that the pizza deliverer is going to be the love of your life. So you're going to have to get out there, right? And actually say, this is the kind of person I want to be with and mm -hmm. then become that person. You Got want it. a loving person, be loving, right? You want a partner that is kind, be kind. You want a partner that is open and talks and shares, start talking, start sharing, be that partner and they'll show up. Trust mm -hmm. me. She showed up. She's in my life. We live in this house, you know? Mm -hmm.
but I had to become that partner that I wanted. And now I'm like, wow, I wanted this partner my whole life. Mm -hmm. And she didn't show up until I became that partner. Yeah. So Trust, love to yourself. That's what come up, comes up. Uh, you should see my notes here. They're so funny. That's <laughs> I have awesome. I, I'm glad you took notes. <laughs> this is um with, two more uh, questions though. two more questions okay. all right. so about, this is like a whole little master class i here. know it's like two hours but so we, we started with this idea of flexibility you being multi-dimensional uh, and kind of inspiring this multi-passion multi-directional per person being multi-directional person so what is like next do you see something that like <laughs> oh, joe is interested I'm what interested. is I'm next Tina and I are collaborating on a project that is just coming into life just because of where we live. Um, obviously, I teach yoga and meditation and I've done yoga retreats and I've been on yoga retreats and, you know, led and did all of the things and they're great. And there are also things about the yoga retreat that I don't like that a lot of people don't like. And now we live in this beautiful community in the woods. And all around us, right? Like within the 20 mile radius, there's all of these wooded communities with lakes and vacation rental by owner and Airbnbs that are beautiful. Mm -hmm. So Tina and I are starting to create a, a fun little thing called create your own retreats. So you and your friends can have a weekend away where you don't have to get shit faced drunk or you can. And on Saturday, Tina and I can come over, do a restorative yoga class, do some Reiki, some sound healing, pull some Oracle cards maybe have a fireside chat and then That's we go awesome. home and then you and your friends continue on with your weekend. So it's a way that if you want more, if you want to hang out with the whole weekend, right. And have a flow class and have meditation and have a private chef come in, you can do that too. But the beauty is it's like you and your friends are coming. You're going to pick the house that you want to stay in, right? We're going to say, these are the houses that we really enjoy. Pick the house mm -hmm. and then, Pick what you want. So this whole little create your own retreat, because I think more people would benefit from even just a simple restorative yoga class than necessarily like just to be able to relax. And I think yeah. going to a yoga retreat is great. I love all of you yogis out there that are doing the retreats. But this is also a way that like five, six, seven, eight people can say, you know what? What if we all just threw in a couple hundred bucks instead of a couple thousand to go on a week-long yoga retreat? We just yep. go together. We do our thing. And these guys come over. And then they go home. And there's no weird, who's my roommate? Am I in a shared room with a stranger? Am I going to this all alone? No, I'm going with my best friends. And we actually want to be here in a safe space so that's the idea and again not picking on the yoga retreats i just think that a lot yeah. of people you know that wouldn't go it. would go i so love it i love the idea that it all came from like the new idea comes from a new place you are in also from everything you learned before right and the new place mm -hmm. house you inspired and inspired this new idea and i loved about it because there's this idea of like a freedom and personalization you know, like before those, like you said, yoga retreat, you go somewhere, the place is chosen, schedule is chosen, everything is chosen for you. And here, uh, you know, self-care is very personal, uh, I think, mm -hmm. and, and giving this uh, ability to people to 
you know, uh, self-care, where they want, how they want, what time, with who, what kind of, you know, is it massage, is it yoga, is it a workshop, right? Yeah. With who, right? With who, uh, who they are going with. I think that's a genius. That's a great idea. So that's really, that's really it. We're going to be, uh, we're meeting this weekend to chat about it a little bit more and then we're going to be launching it. So be on the lookout. If you're listening, we're going to be launching the whole thing because it's also just going to be, there's only going to be limited weekends or times, you know, that we're available to do it. So it's something that is going to start small, but I feel can really take on a beautiful, big life of its own. And I, I think it's also needed again, for the simplicity and ease of let's go do this. Like, let's, when was the last time you and four of your friends went away and just went away and did something that was relaxing? Yeah. Or growing or spiritual together. You know, what right. a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Love it. Okay. I promise last question, Joe. Yeah. I always <laughs> ask on the end, anything you came across, a book, a podcast. And I know you mentioned a couple of things that we I'm going to link below. Uh, any app, anything, or maybe practice that helps you in your life, in your business, help you elevate, like anything that pops up for you right now you want to share? Wow, there's so many things. There's so many. I know, but that's Uh, the point that you are going to pick one, and that's the important one. Well, since we talked about it, I'm going to stick with it because I think it it really helped me. We're going to go with um, The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease. I got that. And I'm going to say also for, I'm an audible guy, but I would say, get the real, get the actual book. It's, I want to say it might be 111 pages. Like it's not a a hard read. It's funny. And there's exercises at the end of each chapter. That's why I say, get the book. Because I find when I listen to audio books that have the exercises at the end of the chapters, I just skip over them. But if I have the actual book with, you know, then I'm like, oh, I can like, Cause then I can go back and be like, I'm going to do this at another time, you know? And I know it's there. If it's in the audio, I'm, I'm never going to be like, Oh, I remember that practice. So I would say, get that. And Kyle also has an amazing YouTube channel. So we'll, we'll go Kyle Cease. We'll go Kyle Cease is our shout out. Um, and I, I think it'll allow the book and the YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, Yeah. I'd say that's my my recommendation for really everyone because it really does show us that illusion, the illusion, that money is really an illusion. And we've created so many stories about it that are actually stopping us from moving yeah. forward. That's amazing. The track is coming through. So that's will be perfect uh, sound, back sound, sound uh, for the ending. Yeah. Thank you, Joe, for your time. I'm so glad I didn't give up and I'm emailing you <laughs> after email and I was joking. Thank you. I knew it would be good. I knew we always would. We have a conversation. There are good stuff coming up and you are just such a treat. And I thank you for all your wisdom and your time. And um, to all my listeners, until the next time, uh, love and light. Thanks, you, Joe. Thank you so much. Have a Let's great day, everybody.